The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. To Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tong. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation and I'm your host, Peter Tong. Thank you for joining us today. The intention in these episodes is to give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And today I'm delighted to welcome to the show James Tiburon, who is an expert in how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration. James, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Peter. It's a pleasure to be here. So just begin by telling us a little bit about your background and how you came to be where you are today. Uh, absolutely. I, uh, Peter, I'm originally from Arkansas. I was born in the, uh, the crystal area of Arkansas, which is, uh, Arkansas, a lot of people may not be aware, is actually the largest bed of natural quartz crystal above the equator, and it is the second largest in the world, second only to Brazil. And, uh, I, uh, grew up in Arkansas. My father was an avid outdoorsman, and he, uh, would, uh, go fishing on a lake called Lake Washita that is uh, one of the largest lakes in the area and while he would fish I would uh, I would dive underwater on these islands that we would camp on and collect uh, collect quartz crystals and would end up with a coffee can full after a little bit of time and uh, uh, so grew up in that energy uh, and uh, went to university in Arkansas and then uh, uh, began working as a professional geologist and uh, that took me all over the world. I lived in South America for nine years. I lived in Africa for uh, five years. And in the course of 33 years in that profession, and I, I recently retired in March, I worked in about 65 countries. And so I developed an interest in uh, metaphysics while I was living in Brazil. A, a German engineer gave me a book while I was working on the banks of the Amazon River uh, called There is a River, and it's the biography of Edgar Cayce, and that was an incredible book to read, particularly of that environment, and it changed my life, and uh, it gave me a entry into metaphysics, and over the next 20 years, um, because I was always an expatriate and uh, living outside my home country, I never really got interested in local television. It was always in a different language, and uh, I did learn the languages, but uh, I spent most of my spare time reading metaphysics and uh, went from the Casey information, and I think over the first three years, I read everything about Casey or around the Casey 
Associ- Association of Research and Enlightenment that I could get my hands on. And um, so uh, I always had a tremendous interest in the Earth, naturally, as a, as a geologist. And uh, I began uh, researching sacred sites even before I really understood the energy behind them. And as I got interested in ley lines, portals, and vortexes, uh, I was determined to understand what those were. And my motivation was that uh, there wasn't a lot of scientific background, obviously, on uh, what ley lines were. And so I wanted to uh, see exactly what they were and how they flowed. So many people in metaphysics uh, would... uh, talk about them, and and it would appear that anyone could say there's a vortex here or there's a ley line here, and I wanted to understand the geological reason for them and uh, arrived at the conclusion, which was uh, expressed in my first book, um, The Geometry and Infinity of Sacred Sites, that uh, how this energy is formed and uh, that it flows along naturally conductive strata of the Earth. So you were obviously one of the earlier crystal children then, <laughs> diving yeah, in the crystals yeah, into the water. That sounds like a beautiful childhood. Well, in a sense, yes. It, I was not aware of that at that time, but they always fascinated me. And uh, back in those days, uh, I'm uh, 57 now, and so I was born in 1952. In the 60s, in the, in the late 50s and 60s, when my uh, father would take me to Hot Springs, and we lived only 40 minutes from there in Little Rock, uh, there would be massive uh, rock stands, you know, these uh, mineral uh, shops that would sell um, specimens of quartz on the uh, side of the road uh, in the Hot Springs area. And in those days, massive quartz crystals were um, not understood for what they are now in a metaphysical sense. And there were just enormous crystals uh, on display uh, for relatively little money compared to what they go for these days. But uh, yeah. yes, I always had uh, always had the interest in the rocks and uh, particularly the crystals. And uh, and then right after I finished school, I moved to Brazil and lived in the uh, lived in the uh, largest quartz uh, strata in the world for the next six years. So I spent quite a lot of time in the crystal energy. Absolutely. So as you raise the, the question of, of ley lines and what they actually are from a more scientific point of view, just talk a bit more about that and the concept of vortexes and portals. Well, um, ley lines are a form that I believe that they occur in uh, at least two different levels. Uh, in the Far East, they're referred to as dragon lines. And uh, so I sort of came up with uh, my own terminology as there really wasn't a lot of... Uh, established information on exactly what they were. So uh, I described in my first book that uh, there are two levels of ley line. The first one is sort of a ungroomed electrical flow that is a natural earth current. Uh, Now, the energy that goes into ley lines uh, comes from several, several sources, quite a few sources. Uh, Biological uh, matter, uh, organic matter, when it... uh, when it decomposes, actually produces an electrical charge. And there is a tremendous amount of uh, organic matter uh, beneath the surface of the earth. Uh, that's actually what forms oil. And so this actually, the, decompo- the decomposition process actually creates an electrical charge. Then you have solar energies, you have tectonic energies from the stresses that the um, tectonic plates uh, create when they uh, go against one another, when they uh, come up in opposition. 
you have the tremendous heat from uh, the thermal heat from magna, uh, from the uh, magma of volcanics. Uh, just a tremendous, all, all of these are energy. And these, in a sense, form a, uh, a bed, a layering of electrical charge on the surface of the planet. And uh, in addition to that, um, there is what, uh, what, Schum- what uh, Dr. Schumann refers to as the Schumann resonance, which is an anionic or a, a negative charge that is produced by the Earth itself. And uh, and so we actually live on the Earth in a capacitor. Uh, 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 a uh, capacitor is uh, anything that will hold an electrical charge. So from the surface of the Earth to the stratosphere, which is about 30,000 feet, we have this layer in which all of our lightning comes from, and that is the background electrical charge of the planet itself, and it is an electromagnetic energy. But back to the ley lines on the surface of the Earth, you have this charge, and it is actually a dynamic charge. It does not sit still in one place per se. It tends to flow in uh, little eddies that, that uh, form rivers, and those rivers flow along a naturally conductive course. Uh, which is to say the parts of the earth that are capable of conducting electricity, iron, copper, all of the metals, gold, uh, and even water, uh, the current will flow along the path of least resistance or the path of most conductivity, and those form the dragon network. Now, this energy uh, can be groomed, as you see in the U.K. in particular, uh, between the stone circles into a higher refined form of energy. And then it takes on particular um, characteristics of, uh, of intelligence. And uh, it is uh, divided in the, in the U.K. There is a um, geomancer by the name of Hamish Miller who's written several books, and he would be the one that I consider one of the most uh, knowledgeable experts on lays. He mapped what is called the Michael Line all the way from uh, Skellig Michael in Ireland into uh, the Middle East. And along with the Michael Line is the Mary Line, and uh, those uh, form a very, very interesting course. And many of the great cathedrals, many of the great PowerPoints uh, from uh, Ireland, England, across into France, all the way across Europe into uh, into the Middle East, many of these uh, ley lines, particularly in UK and France, uh, have have cathedrals built on their vortexial points where they cross. Anytime ley lines cross, it forms a natural spinning motion, and many of the great cathedrals are uh, placed upon these nodes. One of the, uh, the the significant places in my uh, world is Chartres Cathedral in France, just outside Paris. Which is definitely one of those uh, those spots um, where the energy ley lines cross a very powerful spot. There are many like that, and I think uh, I think uh, Chartres is uh, one of uh, what uh, is referred to as the um, uh, the seven gates that tie back into Roslyn uh, Castle or to Roslyn um, Chapel in Scotland, which is right next to Roslyn Castle. <laughs> And uh, those are amazing places. Uh, most of these churches were actually built over uh, energy nodes that were recognized um, um, by the Druids, by the pagans, uh, and uh, in a very, very um, interesting and actually uh, beneficial uh, happening. The uh, uh, a lot of the savants that uh, went in 
and uh, were in the Freemasons and built these incredible castle, uh, incredible cathedrals to sacred geometry over these uh, over these power nodes. And anytime uh, a structure is built to sacred geometry, particularly these uh, these great cathedrals like St. Paul's in London, for example, which has the tremendous dome on the top, these will actually take that energy, circulate it, and expand it. So there's an expansion of the of the natural energies by the way these structures were built geometrically. Absolutely, and then, you know the pyramids do this sort of thing too. But anything built to sacred geometry will amplify the existing telluric energy that is there. So there's some and, evidence, isn't there, that these uh, sacred geometrical structures within the cathedrals are actually connected back to the pyramids? Yes, and. Um, the, there is there has been uh, established uh, studies on the networking of these, uh, particularly among the Freemasons and the uh, and the Druids. Um, uh, there were two scientists by the name of Becker and Hoggins uh, that in the 1970s and early 80s tried to map all of the power nodes on the planet and put them in a dodecahedron type uh, type of geometry, and which was a very very interesting study. Uh, and uh, leads to what I call the planetary grids. So we are coming actually up to our first break, James, but I'm going to be a bit cheeky and take a personal moment to ask you about Rosalind Chapel specifically on our return after the break. This is Peter Tung with Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tung left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit petertongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at petertongue.com. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. What's it like? What's it like? It's lonely. It's really lonely. I miss my brother. I miss my brother. I'm surrounded by other people, but it's not the same. I've got other people around me, but it's not the same. 
It's pretty scary, but I don't let it rattle me. It's pretty me. scary, Ryan, but I don't let it rattle me. You always have to watch your back. There's no one to watch my back. I spend my whole day worried who's out to I'm get me. I'm always wondering who's out to get me. But I can take care of myself. But I can take care of myself. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. It's not like I have a choice. It's not like I have a choice. This'll all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. This'll all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence with you. Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Hello and welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong and my guest today, James Tiburonen. And I'm just having a bit of a self-indulgent moment here, asking James about his experiences at Roslyn Chapel in Scotland. Well, yes, uh, the, uh, Roslyn, as we were discussing, Peter, is, a, uh, is an amazing place. And as you and I both know, having uh, visited there, um, Roslyn is, uh, you know, considered by most people to be uh, sort of the relocated headquarters of the Knights Templar when they left France in the, in the uh, 1300s. And, uh, but Roslyn Chapel, I think, wasn't built until the end of the, um, of the 15th century. But, uh, it is, uh, an absolutely amazing place. It is in grid work, uh, one of the most powerful places on the planet. Um, in a sense, it was what might be considered the on-off button of, uh, of a grid work. And, um, uh, Metatron, I, besides being a, a, a geologist, I'm also a channel, and I channel Archangel Metatron. And Metatron tells me that um, the, uh, the power behind um, Rosslyn Chapel is the location where it sits. Uh, it is famous now, of course, as being a possible hiding place of, uh, of uh, King Solomon's treasure from the Middle East that the Templars brought back. Uh, some people say it contains the Ark of the Covenant. Other people say the Holy Grail is uh, hidden in some of the uh, chambers uh, beneath it. Uh, it's, um, it's owned by the Sinclair family, of course, and uh, they're famous under the Da Vinci Code book for uh, being part of the uh, Marvincian uh, dynasty, the, the bloodline of, uh, of, of Jesus. And uh, what Metatron tells me is that it was actually um, recognized as far back as the Atlantean era and that there were many temples located on the place where uh, Roslyn Chapel is now built beforehand. And that uh, it is an incredible spot on the planet that contains beneath it a uh, sort of an energy refinement device, uh, not unlike what the... um, 
Incas refer to as the sun disk, but it is an amazing energy and certainly a stargate. And uh, in fact, many of the local residents uh, uh, speak about uh, having uh, sighted extraterrestrial uh, crafts, etc., in the area. Uh, but it is an amazing energy center. It's connected uh, to a an area in Edinburgh called uh, Edinburgh, Scotland, uh, called Author's Seat. All that energy, all that area is dormant volcanic area. And volcanic area almost always has a higher frequency. But it is the location of Roslyn Chapel, not the chapel itself, that exudes the power. And, and and then I guess to amplify that, as you mentioned before the break, through the actual sacred geometrical structure, and also I guess all of the symbols that are embedded in the in the actual walls of the chapel, all add to that vibrational intention for the place. Absolutely, it, uh, it will it will uh, it will certainly amplify it. And of course the uh, the the wind beneath the wings, the generator of that energy is uh, is in Roslyn Glen. That uh, you and I spoke the other day before this interview about uh, about that little river canyon through there, where uh, Braveheart William Wallace uh, had a cave that he that he stayed in. Uh, if you look through that uh, glen, uh, there are several markings along the uh, sandstone and granite uh, that were etched back uh, in uh, Neolithic times of spirals, and uh, spirals are always always seem to be. Um, in petroglyphs and uh, in petrographs in areas in my travels across the planet, and I've been able, I've been fortunate to circumnavigate the planet several times in my geological work. Uh, but they always seem to to denote areas of, uh, of vortexes. Uh, it is that spiral, in fact, that uh, uh, that is the shape of the uh, of the vortexes. And so the 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 area behind there is extremely powerful. And uh, and all of that geology combines with the with the celestial energies, the stargates that come into that particular area. It is an area that uh, is not only a vortex; it is a portal. It brings in an extremely high dimensional energy, and it is disseminated from that point into other areas of the world. But of course, the chapel, as you pointed out, uh, is built to sacred geometry, so it certainly will both condense. It will collect, condense, and amplify the energy that's in that area as well. Now, you've just used some, some technical terms I'd like you to go back to. You, you mentioned stargates and portals. So could you actually give us a, a description of what a stargate and then a portal actually is? Absolutely. Now, um, let me just say, but to, to preempt that, that a vortex is simply an area where the energy spins. Uh, just like as you drain the water out of a bathtub, it will it will make that little eddy, that little circular whirlpool. Uh, there are certain areas on the planet where etherical energy, where high, uh, both higher dimensional energy and ionic energy that is present in our atmosphere will actually spin because there are lines that cross within that particular area. Now, uh, vortexes always are the distribution energy for portals, but not every vortex contains a portal. A portal is simply, by definition, an area where energy is sent from one location to another. The portal is the area where the energy is received. And a stargate is what you might think of as, uh, to, you know, to, 
tie it to the uh, vernacular of the of the popular quantum physics, uh, a wormhole. It is an area where there is a succinct conduit uh, from one location to another. But having said that, there are more than one type of stargates. There are stargates that may, for example, as in the case of uh, of uh, some of the pyramids in Giza, go directly to the Orion area. And there are other stargates, such as Roslyn, that will essentially go to anywhere. They are open-ended. So, so some of the stargates are very specific to different star constellations, and others are uh, sort of doorways to anywhere you want to go. Yes, some are sort of like super highways with a lot of uh, with a, with the ability to go anywhere, and some are specific from one point to another. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Now you you have a, a, a wealth of of understanding and information um, at your fingertips. So, what would you say is currently the most important information to share? Uh, that's a that's a hard question. There's so much happening on the planet right now, uh, but uh, but in my and uh, in, in my my feelings on uh, on what is the most important things has sort of been a work in progress, and so I'll relate it relative to where I am now, and that would be the uh, bringing in of the crystalline energy on the planet, the uh, ushering in of the crystalline age. Uh, I, it is tantamount to the ascension. Uh, in a real sense, Peter, the ascension, which many people think of as being um, uh, tagged to December 21st, 2012, um, in a real sense, the ascension is happening now. The If you think of the ascension as being uh, our planet's alignment to the center of the Milky Way spiral galaxy that occurs every... 26,500 and something years. Now, if you take, we are essentially, what, three years away from uh, from the uh, winter solstice of 2012. So if you take three years um, uh, out of 26,000 plus, uh, you can see that we're, in, in an energetic sense, really there. The difference is that there are some uh, astronomical and energetic uh, things that need to occur uh, before we actually reach that point. But in terms of energy, we are essentially in the ascension. And what is happening now uh, in what Metatron tells me is the crystallization of the planet, where the planet is moving away from, um, is graduating into an access into higher dimension. And part of that process is the crystallization. For many, many years, the planet for over 8,000 years since the demise of uh, Atlantis, which Edgar Cayce uh, uh, pinned to approximately 10,500 years B.C., so it's about 12,000 or plus years ago, uh, the planet uh, was um, dominated by a patriarchal electromagnetic energy. So there's a lot of things happening in the ascension. Part of it is the what I call the return of the dove, and uh, and the dove representing sort of a balancing of the energetic planet by bringing in a nurturing energy. Some think of it as a feminine energy because on the planet Earth, everything is in duality, and so we think of certain attributes that really do not have gender in the higher realms. We apply gender definitions to them, 
gender, gender labels to them within duality. So while it is the feminine energy uh, within our vernacular that's coming in, it is, a, it is a nurturing energy. Now, the planet is a planet of duality, meaning we have uh, light, dark, we have negative and positive charges and electricity. Everything is electromagnetic. Uh, I think the crystallization of the planet represents a move away from duality. Duality will still exist within three dimensions, but as we have the access enabled by the ascension itself through the crystalline grid, we are able to access non-duality in what I call the crystallization format uh, at the level of the fifth dimension and higher. So the crystallization process uh, lessens the arc swing of duality, and it enables us to work in a more crystalline aspect, uh, an aspect that the Toltecs refer to as uh, impeccability. Crystalline energy and crystalline aspect is more than just the um, perfect alignment of minerals, which, which we think of as, uh, as crystallization in gemology. Uh, it is also a frequency. So, James, we're just coming up to our, our next break, and so I'm going to just uh, hold you there for a moment, but I do want to return to the concept of the return of the dove and actually what we uh, members of the human race can do to actually uh, support this ascension as we move towards a more crystalline nature. Okay. So, so uh, this, is, this is Peter Tung. We're coming up to our second break, uh, Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Peter, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, we, we're still. Uh, we, for some How reason, much? our music hasn't come on. <laughs> oh, okay. So I guess I, uh... I guess uh, my timing was wrong. So we'll go to break right now. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure, what's up? Um, there's this girl I kind of like. Well, if there's one thing I know, it's women. Really? Well, they didn't call me velvet for nothing. I don't get it. Smooth. I was smooth. Oh. Anyway, it's easy. You just got to impress her. Show her how strong you are. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? I don't know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt, if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, Ugh! Try it. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> See, there you go. And you should dress up. Start wearing a shirt and tie. I'll look like a dork. No, you'll look successful. Okay. And finally, you can start using my cologne. <clears throat> the ladies love it, so don't be shy. Splash it on. Thanks, Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To find out how you can adopt, please visit our website at adoptuskids.org or call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. 
years ago, Peter Tong left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit petertongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at petertongue.com. Tune into Inner Speak Soul Adventures Talk Radio Show every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern, and learn how to let go of your past and create the reality you desire and deserve, allowing your inner communication to take place more easily without the interference of our noisy mind chatter or your ego. Inner Speak Soul Adventures with Gene Adrian, right here on the Seventh Wave Network. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Hello and welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host Peter Tong and my guest today, James Tiburon. And it's not a coincidence that my website is called descending dove and james was talking about the return of the dove just before the break uh, so james in terms of um this shift in uh, planetary frequency the crystalline grid and the ascension process what can people uh, humanity do to support this transition i think the most important thing that uh, each of us uh can do to be a part of the uh, ascension is to lift our own energies into it. Uh, Metatron has said that uh, we waited in line uh, in between our lifetimes. Most of us waited in line to anxiously take part in this graduation of the planet. And the most important thing for each person to do is to raise their frequency. Uh, And the frequency um, uh, is raised essentially through achieving balance, and through the intent to uh, to be the best that we can be, with the Toltecs called impeccability, uh, it's important to realize that uh, in, uh, the, we are all sparks of divinity, and we are answerable only to ourselves. Not to uh, we are accountable for our actions, of course, but that uh, that, that accountability is to the self, uh, to the ascended part of who we are. And so individually and in mass, as we raise our frequency, we raise the frequency of the planet as well. Now, uh, we spoke uh, earlier about the return of the dove, and what is represented by the dove is uh, the return of that nurturing, the return of, of that softer energy that we think of as the feminine energy. 
And so there are many, many people on the planet now that are around the balancing. Uh, the goal for the planet, Peter, is not feminine energy nor masculine energy. The goal for the planet is an energy of balance. And in the past 10,000 years, we have had a patriarchal uh, overbalance. All of our religions are around male gods uh, with male attributes. Um, and we have forgotten the goddess. And so it is the goddess energy, the feminine energy, the dove energy, which again in higher realms is really non-gendered. It is not female or male. In duality, uh, the spirit of uh, our divinity is cut, in, in, cut into two parts, uh, and that is the masculine and the feminine, because that is the nature of duality. Uh, the earth is a university of growth, and it is a duality university. And so it, it, is, it is one in which uh, we are now required to bring in that balance, and that is the return of the dove. Now, the crystalline grid is a big piece of that. It is crystalline. And in order to come into crystalline energy, which we do at the level of the fifth dimension, that grid needs to come into place. And so there are certain dates that occur from 2001 up through 2012 that are essentially base 12 numbers. And these are the 111, January 1st, 2001, all the way up to the 12th of December, 2012. And the geometry of the crystalline grid is an incredible complex geometry um, it is the lens surrounding our planet and it is a double pentadodecahedron now that's a that's a lot of words uh, but essentially it is a dodecahedron with five-sided pyramids pulled up in a stellated format and each so there are these 12 major facets on that uh, on that uh, grid, and each one of these is brought into functionality on one of the 12 facets. Well, um, I don't know if I've explained that very well, but uh, in other words, the double pentadodecahedron, the crystalline grid, comes into full functionality on the 12th of December 2012, then it reboots itself and comes back up on the 21st. So I was I was certainly aware of a, a, a big focus this year on the 999 September the 9th 2009 where there was I know act, a lot of activities uh, at Mount Shasta. Um, so so can you tell us specifically what what the uh, events were that took place on the 999 this year? The 999. Uh, we had a we had an Earthkeeper gathering in Arkansas in the center the heart center of the crystalline grid. Uh, on in a place called Mount Magazine, the 999 activated the ninth platelet of the uh, of the crystal grid, brought it into 75 percent functionality in so doing, but it also activated a uh, uh, three very special crystals that had been dormant since the time of Atlantis. One was called the Emerald Crystal, which is the crystal of the Divine Feminine. The other one was the Om Crystal, located in Shasta. And the other one was the Crystal of Light located in uh, Minas Gerais, Brazil. There are certain crystals. There were nine megacrystals uh, that were taken from Atlantis and put into a sort of dormancy. These, these have been maintained by the um, 
Galactic Federation that some refer to as um, the Ashtar Command. These are the extraterrestrials that have uh, have been our forefathers, or are our forefathers in essence, and are working with us in this graduation of the planet. And all of those graduated, all of these crystals activated, I should say, on the 999. Another one will be activated on the 101010, and another on the 111111, and the final one on the 121212. And so that is part and parcel of the crystallization of the planet. But because the majority of these planets were in functionality on the 999, that was essentially the threshold of the crystalline age on the planet. And the, was the emerald crystal, is that in uh, Arkansas? That is in Arkansas. Okay. So, so, you'll, uh, so, so in terms of these events, then the human involvement is to do some form of sacred ceremony on these times and in these places well there is uh, these these dates are not astrological per se these are part of what i would call the human grid in a numerological uh, in a numerological frequency that tie into the grid through the intent and so these are days in which there will be massive gatherings all over the planet for people to focus their energy onto the grid and align themselves to it and uh, and receive the higher frequencies that are opened in these stargates, uh, in these energy gates, through the crystalline grid, through the lens of the grid during these times. Uh, the major dates around the planet, Peter, uh, are the equinoxes, the solstices, uh, and the... Um, the times in which we have uh, solar and lunar eclipses, uh, timed with the triple dates between now and 2012. And so those are essentially times when it is easier, when there is a facilitated opening for us to connect our energies into the higher dimensions. So there are two opportunities coming up relatively soon on uh, December 21st and uh, 2009, so that's exactly three years before the 2012. Yes. And then again on the Mark, March Equinox 2010. So yes. do, you, do you have events planned already for that? I have an event in San Antonio, Texas, uh, which is near a very, very special place called Enchanted Rock. And uh, it is sort of the Uluru uh, of, uh, of North America. It is a granite batholith, and it uh, looks a bit like uh, Ayers Rock or Uluru that's in uh, Australia. Very, very, very sacred place, and was a location of... Uh, of an Atlantean temple uh, in the uh, in the era of Atlantis, and it is a very very feminine energy. And Texas, uh, as well as certain other parts of the uh, southern parts of the United States, is way over um, overbalanced in masculine energy. And so these stargates, these vortex portals, will be bringing in tremendous amounts of the feminine energy. Particularly, they're always bringing it in, but there are openings that occur around equinoxes and solstices that allow that energy to flow in with a more precise lens. And so we do have an event planned the 11th, 12th, and 13th, and 14th of December in San Antonio, Texas, where we will be making a pilgrimage to Enchanted Rock. And then on the 21st of March in the... Um, Equinox, the spring equinox, the vernal equinox, I am putting together a gathering in Galveston, Texas, at a place called the Moody Pyramids. The Moody Pyramids are a, you can Google them on the Internet, uh, are three pyramids, uh, massive pyramids, 
located on the exact parallel as the Giza pyramids in Egypt, 29.6 degrees latitude. And uh, that is uh, no accident, as we say. And, well, thank uh, you, James. We're, we're coming up to our final break, so we'll take the break and we'll return with James Tiburon talking about the Pyramids of Moody Gardens immediately after this break. This is your host for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation, Peter Tung. to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. Experience higher love, an archangelic journey into ascended joy and authentic living. Your hosts, Sri Ram Ka and Kira Ra, will assist you to open your heart, expand your love, and be ever-present with true joy. Your journey with Sri and Kira begins right here on the Seventh Wave Network with Higher Love, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. We walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain. More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tung left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit petertongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at petertongue.com When you have a stroke, you may not even notice it right away. But then, time passes and the symptoms get worse. One minute you feel fine and the next, your speech could be slurred or not make sense. One side of your body might become numb. You might see double. You drop the TV remote because you can't hold up your arm. That's because after a stroke, every minute you don't get help is another minute that your brain is being starved of oxygen. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm, or leg, sudden trouble seeing, speaking, or understanding. If you experience any of these warning signs, call 911 immediately because time lost is brain lost. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Be extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network.
listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Hello and welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host Peter Tong. And today I have with me James Tiburon. And James, before the break, you were just talking about the uh, pyramids in uh, Galveston, Texas. Yes, these pyramids uh, are actually on the same latitude, and I didn't, re- I didn't realize that until I did a little bit of legwork, on, and I received a channel from uh, Metatron talking about what he called the cosmic trigger, what he said would be an awakening and uh, activation of electromagnetic codes that had been dormant on the planet uh, since the fall of Atlantis. And he said that these would be triggered through energy received through pyramids and then awaken, awaken electromagnetic codes that had been placed within 14 distinct areas across the planet. And this electromagnetic, coded electromagnetic energy would be the first phase of a new firmament around the Earth, a firmament being two uh, enormous electrical fields that would be on the outside of the, uh, of the grid. And uh, the Bible talks about a firmament that was there previously uh, before the planet fell into, and, and fell is not the right word, before the planet became uh, a planet of duality, uh, which was during the early phase of, uh, of Lemuria. Uh, the second phase of the cosmic trigger will be around the crystalline energies, and that will uh, form with, in synergy with the electromagnetics to form a new firmament around the planet. Does that mean that, that we, the human kingdom, are also becoming more crystalline? Oh, absolutely. Our DNA is, uh, in fact, the, Mer- the Merkaba, which is the star tetrahedron uh, that has been the, um, the vehicle of our um, auric uh, transformation and our ability to go into higher dimension uh, for thousands of years. Dronvalo Machelzadek talks about this. Uh, the the Merkaba is upshifting into the crystalline energy. The crystalline energy uh, Merkaba is called the Merkiva. The old Merkaba had a male and female aspect. One tetrahedron rotated counterclockwise, the other one uh, clockwise. One represented male, female. The new one only goes anti-clockwise and does not have a gender aspect. And I talk about that in the Metatronic Keys. So let's move on to that. So, so let's just um, talk briefly about your connection with Metatron and how that came about. Well, I, uh, I've been a student of metaphysics my entire life, from the time that I was given that Edgar Casey book in the rainforest of Brazil back in 1979. Uh, and I was born uh, into a, a very religious family of Baptists in Arkansas, and so they've, uh, they've, they've become very distraught with my, <laughs> yeah. with my metaphysical uh, uh, leanings, and uh, I became uh, absolutely absorbed in metaphysics, and so uh, um, I um, went through a series of, uh, of, of different studies and uh, began channeling Tiburon, who is a Pleiadian, who's my root soul, and was uh, very, very much involved in the uh, operation of the crystal poser system in Atlantis and uh, channeled Tiburon for a number of years. And Tiburon is part of the of the Metatronic energy, as is Enoch. And um, I began channeling um, Metatron in 2007 
after a series, I had gone through a series of vision quests, which are basically um, meditation fast. I did a series of four meditation fast in sacred places uh, for four years. I uh, did one a year for four years, uh, five days each, and those really upshifted my ability to operate outside my body. Uh, and then I did some sermonic journeys, journeys in um, in South America. I, I experienced the ayahuasca, and that was an amazing journey. It's not for everyone, and uh, it doesn't take too many times, but it was an absolute amazing experience. And I began channeling Metatron in 2007. And uh, Metat- uh, Metatron is a... Um, uh, is an, it occurs on two levels, the level of the Archangel and a higher level of Lord Metatron. He is essentially the generator of uh, the fabric of the universe, which is sacred geometry. And so, so what are the Metatronic keys? The Metatronic keys are the understanding of the multidimensional nature that we exist in, uh, that there is a flash between uh, what we might call black holes and white holes, uh, in which truly all of our lifetimes take place in one time. And that's a very, very important uh, understanding uh, that uh, we are in an apex uh, time right now where we can not only change our future, but we can change our past. We can go into what might be called the oversoul through the Merkiva to send waves of energy to bring everything within balance and have an understanding uh, of eternal now time, but we are multidimensional beings, and so that is a very, very important aspect of the Metatronic Keys. The other important aspects are the understanding of the Earth as a living sentience, of the dimensional base 12 aspect of uh, the Earth that we live in, and the development of the Merkiva. In order to hold the higher energy, we have to convert the old electromagnetic Merkaba into the new crystalline Merkaba going into the Merkiva. And this has gives us the ability to move much higher in frequency, and it is requisite that everyone does that. James, we're running out of time rapidly here, and it's been a fascinating discussion, and I thank you for it. How can people, quickly just let us know how people can contact you or go to your website to, to gather yes. more information. Thank you. My website is www.earth-keeper.com. It's www.earth-keeper.com. I can be contacted through the website. Uh, I am teaching a three-level course uh, of the Metatronic Keys, uh, which teaches the things that I'm speaking about. Uh, Each one I do a channel of Metatron, and I do a number of uh, seminars throughout the year. Uh, that uh, not only teaches this, but we go to sacred sites to align ourselves and activate into those energies. Well, James, thank you so much. I'm afraid I'm going to have to uh, cut you off at this point. It's been a fascinating time with you, and I really appreciate you uh, joining me today for the show. Thank you so much. It's been an honor. Thank you, Peter. All the very best to you, James. Thanks. Thank you. Cheers. Well, lots of information from James Tiburon to, to think about, and his website is superb. Wonderful information about many sacred sites. Now, next week, I'm actually going to do the show myself. Um, I'm going to spend some time talking about the alchemical transformation, having been to the furnace myself and knowing how the alchemical transformation within people takes place. I'm going to lead you through that process. 
as well as talk about the beginning of the sixth night of the Mayan calendar and a little bit on numerology. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. Thank you so much for listening. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation, wishing you a wonderful week. found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tong for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.